time for the Any Conversation Podcast With funny man Damian Lemon And the voice of your choice, Ali Muhammad This is Damian Lemon And this is In The Conversation, the podcast Ali is not here this week, but in his place, we got a special guest host. Somebody we talked about for a while on the pod here and there. This should have happened a long time ago. Uh, a music industry bigwig, you know, been in the game for a while, built a, a hell of a career everywhere from Star Trek to Richcraft to BMI to uh, Rostrum, all the way to Collabo Music and... Uh, the host of the Sir Lab podcast, which is killing the game right now, uh, hailing a new a native New Yorker who's planted a flag on the West Coast, LA specifically, and uh, a dear friend of mine. Give it up one time for Nicole Planton. Nicole, how you doing? I'm good. I love that intro. Yeah, all right, good. I'm yeah. glad. I'm glad. Big wig. I love that. I'm glad. I'm glad you like big wig. I was going to go Titan of industry, but I felt like that's a little cliche. <laughs> big wig oh, yeah. sound fun. Yeah, big, yeah wig. big wig. I need to I need to add that to my bio. Yeah, yeah. Throw that up there. That's what's up. Uh, how you feeling? How's it going out there on the on the West Coast? I'm good. Um, everything is good. You know, just LA actually having a summer. It took us a minute to get here. June was, um, we had June gloom. So now I'm kind of, so every day you woke up and it was overcast. Mm -hmm. So um, I feel like it makes you appreciate, you know, getting up and just seeing, and it's just being sunny, you know, like makes you appreciate it that much more. So yeah, I mean, you know, just summertime in LA, trying to be outside, appreciate, you know, um, that I'm 20 minutes from the beach and that I can, you know, just be in the outdoors. So, nice. yeah. Nice, nice. I just heard about June gloom. I never knew about that until this year. Somebody told me about that. I didn't even know that was a thing. So. I mean, it's funny because, yeah, I guess, but I, I feel like you don't remember it or you don't, I mean, it's like June comes, obviously, and, you know, like you consecutive days where you're like, damn, where's the sun? Like you wake up every day and it's overcast and it just keeps happening. And then you're like, oh, is this June gloom? <laughs> you know, I just kind of feel like it's the same pattern every year. Mm -hmm. um, but this year was just really bad. It was literally every single day for the entire, and it probably started even before June. So it was, it was like serious. Okay. It was, it was odd. It was odd for us out here. You know, we're so spoiled with, having it just be bright and sunny literally you know for the most part right. 88 percent of the time mm. you know yeah. so yeah. yeah yeah it's interesting i wonder what it is about june that starts it what what is it that creates the, the gloom out there is it do you know or i don't know i need to research right. well, well somebody i'm sure uh, it's just i'm sure it's a google away yeah. that i haven't doing <laughs> so. somebody hit us it's obviously yeah. because of this uh, that's what I it know. is i know somebody who took the time i'm mm -hmm. over here talking about june gloom and i, I don't even really know what causes it but it is what but it it's is. a thing it's a thing it, it's, it's, it's valid thing. it's real this shit is <laughs> oh man how was your weekend 
It was good, you know, kind of low key. Um, you know, I feel like I, LA, you know, I mean, there's, you have to, LA is a place where you have to seek out things to do. Um, and there are definitely, you know, things to get into here and there. I think for me, I try to use the weekend to try to like find inspiration. Mm -hmm. I just try to, yeah, I try to use the weekend to get into just things that I'm like personally interested in just so I can like find some inspiration and be around like just interesting, inspiring people. Because what, what I realized is that in LA, you have to seek that out. You have to go out of your way to find those things. It's not like mm. New York where you can like walk outside and, you know, just like see people and see all kinds of people and walk by things. You just, it's just a very different life out here. Mm -hmm. You, if you don't go out of your way, you might not be exposed to anything or anyone for like days. So, so yeah. Um, so basically what I did um, was I went to this, well, my sister who recently moved out here, Jasmine, who you obviously know, mm -hmm. um, she uh, wanted to go to this like really big book fair, um, LA book fair, I think it was called. And it was sponsored by this company called Printed Matter, New York based company that I guess they like print books and zines. And mm -hmm. I guess they're known in like the publishing world or something because they print books. Um, and so it was at the um, Mocha Geffen Museum, mm -hmm. Mocha Contemporary Museum. And um, it was it was interesting. I mean, it's basically a bunch of books, book, different bookstores set up shop. It's a big fair. So you have like vendors almost and it's a huge open space. And it's just like lines of tables of different setups of different bookstores. And like you have a range of some bookstores that are like really niche and like into like or maybe like just into these very like obscure things or you have like um, old books and then you have like some that are like gal art galleries, you know, they'll have their setup. So it's like a range. Mm -hmm. It was not, it was okay. It was, I don't know what the deal was, but it was like the air was not circulating in there. So it was really hot. Mm. So I actually like kind of just grazed it. I really didn't get into it because I was like not enjoying myself. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was like kind of giving COVID in there. It was like real uh just it was just like very uh what's the word stuffy very stuffy yeah i'm looking at a photo of it it, it definitely has a little stuffy kind of vibe to it you know ah, yeah <laughs> so so i mean that was like you know jasmine um i think i mean she had, she seemed to have more mm -hmm. tolerance than i did mm -hmm. so she 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 you know stuck it out i actually ended up going across the street because it's in, it's right next to little tokyo so i went to the sanrio store okay. um to go like check out Hello Kitty stuff because uh -huh. I love Hello Kitty. <laughs> and right. so that was my Saturday. It was pretty chill. Uh -huh. Um and then Sunday I just kinda I just did work. Very okay. low key. Mm. Yeah. That's what sounds yeah. sounds cool. Yeah. yeah. It's all right. Yeah. Sounds, sounds cool. Sounds fun. I'm looking at this. Yeah, it's, it looks interesting. It looked like they could have had a couple more windows in this, what it seems like. You know, oh, I don't is, know 
what was going on. Yeah. I mean, it's a huge open space, several rooms, but mm -hmm. I was like, as soon as I walked in, I was like, oh, maybe they don't want people to linger. So they're like, you know, they want people to, mm -hmm. to like move through. I don't know. It was strange. I mean, it was, it's like, yeah, it was, it was kind of not, it wasn't enjoyable. Yeah. So it was a little bit of a flop. Damn. But oh, well. <laughs> There it is. For there me, it it was, nah, that's cool. Yeah. How was know, the Hello Kitty store? I mean, I I don't know. I've gotten into. I've always loved Hello Kitty, but I've like recently, for some reason, I don't know. It's like I've gotten back into it more. Mm -hmm. I don't know why or what that's about, but so it like occurred to me. I was like, oh, we're right across the street from um, the store, and you know, there's a line outside. And it wasn't, it wasn't crazy though. I actually got in at like the, just the right time okay. as I was about to go in. I, I saw behind me that the long, the line had gotten much longer and, um, you know, I just got like one thing because there was like a line between like, you know, kind of being an older person who's into like really cute things, mm -hmm. like between like looking a little weird. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh huh. Yeah, I just got like a little, like one of those like little things that you attach to your phone to hold it. Okay. It's like, you know, subtle, yeah. subtle, cute, you uh -huh. know what I mean? So, yeah. So is it like a pop-up store or is it just always no, a line outside like that? store. Oh, I think, no, it's just, just, it's just I like think they're that. just, well, you know what? They manage the traffic. Okay. So they're like, they let a few people in at a time. So I mm. guess it just doesn't get too crowded Okay. because I guess they do get you know, it, they, they have, I guess a lot of people go to the store. So uh -huh. yeah, they're just managing the traffic. Okay. So it's kind of like Supreme in that way, where there's just a bunch of people outside waiting to get in. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. I've seen that. I've seen a lot of, a lot of hello kitty love over the years, you know, yeah. peripherally, but I've seen it and it's, it's interesting. Has there ever been a hello kitty movie? You know what? I was thinking about that because you know, obviously Barbie just came out right. and I was, I was like, huh, I wonder if they would ever consider that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think, I don't know, like telekitty has been around forever. I loved it. Mm -hmm. I first got into it as a child, mm -hmm. as a kid. And I had like all the little Hello Kitty accessories and whatnot. And I don't know actually when like Hello Kitty first, like was first born. <laughs> I don't mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. But, but I just, yeah, I wonder if it's ever, I mean, if you think about it, I think with Barbie, people were kind of like, wow, I can't believe it took so long. Right. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's ever been considered. I know that they're really particular about the brands. Right. It's, it's like sick. Like Barbie has a whole, I mean, not Barbie, Kello Kitty has like a whole personality. Mm. Like, like there, it'll be like what is Hello Kitty's favorite color or what's Hello Kitty's favorite thing to eat? Like, Oh wow. You know? okay. Yeah. And if you like, know, they, you know, you got, if you like a real one, you know, the deal. Is it that yeah, type of, I guess, okay. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, they've really put a lot of thought into the brand. So uh -huh. I feel like it would be interesting if they decided to, to do like a movie, but I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. That is so Hello Kitty is one kitty. It's not like a universe 
it's there's one kitty that's Hello Kitty. That's the one person, just well, similar like to Barbie, or is it like a bunch like of part? It's like part of like a little universe because there's like okay. a few other characters. But I just um, like when you go into the Sanrio store, it's a, there's a variety of different characters and they're all part of the same world. So you can actually choose. Hello Kitty is just one of uh-huh. a few of the characters. Okay. But but the, clearly the most popular one. Okay. okay. And I honestly like don't even pay attention to the other ones. I don't even know the other one, the names of Damn. the other ones. Okay. I, I know them when I see them, but mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. So the Hello so. Kitty store. So you did, did you find any inspiration in the Hello Kitty store? I can't, I can't really say I did, but okay. you know, it, it brings right. the inner child out of you. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear it's you. It's fun. You yeah. know, shameless, shameless fun. Mm-hmm. Nah, that's what's up. I've been on a chase for inspiration for a little while too. So I, I feel you on that. Just kind of seeking it out. You know, yeah, trying to catch something to to kickstart some some motivation or inspiration or you know some some creativity to get it going. So yeah, yeah. I could feel that. I've been seeing. You know, it's interesting. Um, I didn't really do a whole lot this weekend. Friday, you know, that was a that was an interesting thing. Friday was a it was a weird day for me because um, you know. Hip hop turned fifty, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you heard this because I mean, it's really hard to get this. I, in. Okay, okay. I mean, where I would have to be under a rock. I mean, everybody, even Kathy Hochul and Chuck Schumer, are talking about <laughs> right. how you know it's it's a lot. It's a lot. Right. I was like, all right, I can't wait to hip hop's fifty one, so we can, you know. But, I know. I felt overwhelmed. I definitely felt overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. It's dope though. I'm I'm happy. I'm happy for it. It's also yeah. yeah. So that same day is actually my grandmother's birthday. She passed okay. a couple years ago, so she'd have been ninety eight. So there's oh. that. You know they. You know hip hop got the same birthday as my grandmother. So it was wow. a little bit of yeah. Me thinking about that, huh. and then yeah, and then thinking about you know the hip hop fifty. So that Friday, I kind of was chilling. I did mm-hmm. watch the uh, hip hop fifty concert. On, okay. on the stream, which is, yep. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm at that. I don't want to say I'm at that age because there's people out there that are really out there. But um, I appreciate a good stream of a concert <laughs> that I could enjoy at my crib. Yeah. On the couch with a nice drink and just Listen. chilling. Yeah. I'm with you. Especially if said concert's going to be eight hours. Because the concert okay. was about eight hours. That's a lot. That's a, com- yeah. that's a fucking, that's a work shift. So right. we'll talk about that. I did that. I did that uh-huh. on Friday. Saturday I had some shows. And then uh, okay. Sunday I went out to uh went out to the island, see my sister. We caught up, we watched the shy. That's kind of one of our things when the shy is back. We oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we watched the shy. The shy is back and um, you know, it's a good it's a good show. I like the show. I don't think you, you don't watch the show, right? I don't think you. No. Wait, so you're saying it's back? Like what? There's a new season? It's a new season. Season. I want to say season six. Really? Season six. It's been six seasons of the show. This is the, this is the Duda season for the cast that, that, that watch the show. Duda is like the kind of the gangster that is, he seems to run this whole little city. Damn near the, huh. at least eighty percent of the city's on his payroll, and he's a okay. he's a wild dude. He's a he's a good character, but he's a crazy motherfucker. Just some of the shit that he does is mm-hmm. just he's super unstable, but like controlled chaos. He knows okay. 
what he does. He knows the reaction he gets. You know, uh-huh. I mean, this is six six seasons. I, okay. Look, this man is a killer. So there's a moment where he kills for like some of the most like just trivial reasons, super trivial reasons. You know, how uh-huh. people I, I hear people say they there's this the term now. It's like, what's your ick? You know, like these little uh-huh. things, like what, what's a little pet peeve of yours? So he kills a man. I mean, he puts a few in this one dude just off of a, like a, like a ick. Like, damn, Pop, you oh, ain't really had so to do like that. A wild card. He's a super wild card. And then he knows how it shakes people. So he'll put in work, put about six in somebody, walk over, say, hey, oh do me a favor. You passing my coat? Uh, listen, I'm about to get out of here. You want to grab some cigars? Like, it's as if the shit didn't happen, you know? So that's... Wow. Yeah, that's what makes him such a compelling character. There's some... And, it, you know, there's a whole ecosystem of what goes on in the shop. But um, this feels like, from the first two episodes I saw, this feels like this is due to season. Like, we're going to really see... Huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the so villain. Are we talking... We're talking Lena Waithe's shot? Yeah, we're talking Lena Waithe's shot. So mm-hmm. there's a new... I don't know why I had the... I don't know why I was under the impression that it was done. Like, you know, that mm-hmm. I, I didn't know that they were going to continue, like that they were still, I didn't know they were still shooting or that there were going to be any more seasons. I mean, was there like a break at all? Yeah. Well, there's a couple things that happened. It was at one point a few years ago. Uh, what's my man's name? Jason. Damn. What's my man's name? Uh, he played Easy E. In the um, in the Straight Outta Compton movie. Hold on, I'm gonna look him up. Easy E, Straight Outta Compton movie. I think his name was Jason Mitchell, right? Okay. He had a uh, there was like a bit of a, a scandal, kind of um, sexual harassment scandal. Him and I want to say the the other woman's name was Tiffany Boone, one of the characters. Both are no longer on the show. So, but like Jason was kind of one of the lead characters of the show. So when this kind of started to, um, started to kind of come out, it was like, oh Uh shit, this might, it might go left. You know, this might not come back. There was a lot of controversy surrounding it. It rebounded and it kind of focused on like the younger kids and the young kids started getting bigger and other characters started to develop. So there's Mm -hmm. that. Uh, beyond that, I mean, maybe, I mean, they had a, they had a season that came out during COVID cause I guess they wrapped before COVID really, you know, took form or really started right. to, you know, shut things down. So they had that, which was kind of sustaining them. And okay. then, uh, yeah, this past, this past season, this is it. From what I understand, huh. I think they're splitting the season in half, whereas I think maybe I think it's 16 episodes this season, allegedly. I think they're mm-hmm. splitting it eight and eight. Okay. Something like that. There might be a little hiatus. But beyond that, nah, she's it's been rocking. It's been rocking. Yeah. God. I mean, I've always heard really good things about the show. But my issue is that if I don't start, I just don't know mm-hmm. like what, like when I would have the time to catch up. Yeah. At this point, this far into it, six seasons in, I mean, I like when would I ever have the the free time? I mean, the only time I could see myself catching up would be like on a long flight to like Asia or something, you know, mm. like yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Just like a, just some a situation where you all you can do is sit there right. and can't do anything else with your time. So I don't know. I just feel like it's it's too late for me, and 
and that show. I get it. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes these they get too far away. Six seasons is intimidating. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. To, you know what I mean? Especially when you feel like, especially if you have the desire to catch up with the people so you can watch the last season or whatever the current season is with the yeah. people, That that's too much pressure. So I, it's one of those things that if you check it out and you find yourself digging it, then, you know, you might want to, you know, you might want to watch it at your leisure. I think it's good. I think it's good. I, you know, I definitely, I, I like it a lot. You know, it's one yeah, of those. It's I feel one like of those. I always hear good things about it. Yeah. So yeah. I wish I had started watching it when it mm-hmm. first came out and was, you know, yeah. In, yeah, yeah, up to speed. Sometimes you just got to let shit go past. You know, it's a few, there's quite a few shows I just, I never got on board with. No, and, same. And I don't same. know if there's going to be another pandemic because that's the only reason I got up on Game of Thrones. <laughs> you know what I mean? If there's another pandemic, maybe, you know, that'd be the good, the good time to, to uh, catch up. But I will be, you know what though? Honestly though, as long I'm not sure how long this strike is going to last. But I do feel like in the fall we're really going to see the uh the effect of this strike with a lot of scripted programming not coming back, a lot of actors not, you know, hitting the set. So that's going to be a time to where a lot of shows maybe you've missed out on, you kind of yeah. dip back and then that'll be what sustains you, you know throughout the uh the strike situation right well that might be i think the first on my list would be snowfall Mm. i I regret that i never jumped into that because i heard i heard such good things i'm a little annoyed that i feel like i do have a sense of what how it ends Uh but but it just it sounds like it was really good so we'll see yeah 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 Yeah. that's that's definitely one to check i think that's only was that four or five seasons something like that it's not terrible it's not terrible um yeah. yeah so yeah that's that was my weekend i just did that kicked it a little bit so you have more you'll do more than one show in a day you said you had shows on saturday oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i had two shows that day yeah it's, it depends you could do quite a few because they're sets like in the city you're doing like 15 20 minute sets so okay. you could do you could do upwards to four or five you know if you want to get compulsive about it but typically i i max out around three you know, because mm-hmm. after a while, and it just, it, I feel like you might not even, it becomes, not autopilot, but you could kind of start to feel a little fatigue and may not be, or I could feel a little fatigue, may not be as present. You get a little tired or whatever. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like two or three in a night is good because then I could start working on, I could try something new on the first the first set. And see how it went, adjust the second set, adjust it again, the third set, that type of thing. So that's a good, that's a good way to kind of, you know, you know, trial and error on new material and switch things around, do a lot of tweaking and, uh, you know, get some stuff going. So, yeah. What what are some hot topics lately? Hot topics. That that you've been including in your... That I've been including? Yeah. Uh, I don't know about hot topics. That's interesting. I mean, because yeah. there's just so much. I mean, obviously, there's always a lot going on. But, you know, just mm-hmm. like, what are some? It's really, honestly, it's really stuff based on me. I'm trying to think what have I been talking about. Nothing crazy like that's not beyond me. Um okay. As far as new shit, just silly, like topical shit. I definitely touched on this whole you know, the hip hop 50 thing. Uh, okay. I had a little fun with the, uh, the fade in the water 
the Montgomery brawl. Oh, yes, of course. Just, you know what I mean? Just to have fun with that up top. But um, yeah. for the most part, just regular shit, my life. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, nothing, nothing too crazy. Nothing too crazy. It's just my shit. Okay. You got it. The people got to come out. You know what I mean? Come out, see right. the kid. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been good. It's been good. I can't, I can't complain. Been having fun. Good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, LA's waiting. I know. I'm about to get out there sooner than later. Sooner than later. We'll see. We'll okay. see. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. We're, I know. We're ready for a set. I got we're ready for I'm, a set. I'm coming out there soon. Soon. <laughs> soon. You'll know. You'll be the first to know. All right. Anyway. So, Hip Hop 50, did you watch this? Did you see any of the concert? I did. I kind of, I watched it in, in snippets here and there. Okay. Because um, obviously, like you said, it was super long. Uh-huh. So I was catching little clips online and then I was like, all right, let me sit down and like give this a more focused watch. So I didn't watch it straight through, but I saw a few of the performances. Uh-huh. Um, and... First of all, I almost consider going out to New York for mm. for the show because it's a big moment. Hip Hop Fifty, Yankee Stadium. I was like, okay, this is gonna be, you know, like I think sometimes you or I, especially working in music, sometimes you take certain moments, you t- you take certain things for granted. Mm-hmm. And but I've I've been telling myself that I have to do better. That there's certain moments that are just like there's certain things that happen in our, I mean, there's just certain moments that are historical or like big cultural moments, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not another show. So all that to say, I thought about it. I was like, Oh, cause actually just seeing the mass appeal folks, um, some of who I know, I'm going to shout out Jenya Megs. I don't know if you know Jenya, um, but she works at mass appeal. So she was involved. I saw her like, start to I saw that she was involved in planning this so I kind of saw it start to come together a little bit like Mm -hmm. just her talking about okay like posting about going to Yankee Stadium and um yeah just I saw saw the like kind of the early stages of it Mm -hmm. uh, coming together just like you know via her social media so um so I was kind of like oh should I go out there but I obviously I did not but it, uh, I think, I think they did a really good job. I think they really represented all the. They they had all the fathers there, you know, um, <laughs> Grandmaster Flash. And, yeah, and, yeah, all yeah. the the um, the originators mm-hmm. they were there. So mm-hmm. I think it was great that they got them all out. Grandmaster Flash, MC Shan, Cool Hurt. Cool Herc, all of them. I mean, and some people you you realize you're like, wow, I have not late. I don't even I haven't seen this person in you know like decades, like EPMD for instance. Right. I don't feel like we've seen them in years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They're not really like outside, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't really pop up here and there. So that was interesting. Um, who else? Wu-Tang is always amazing. Uh, I think it was great to see Nas like really lead the charge on mm-hmm. this. I, th- I thought that was really dope mm-hmm. that he and his company were 
that's central to making this happen. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I thought I thought that was really dope to see. Um, and seeing uh, him bring Lauren out. I love that record, by the way, that they have together, the Nobody record. Yeah, she got busy on that. Yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And I think one thing I've just really been loving is seeing how much people, um, well, there's a couple of things. I love seeing the the hip hop, like that generation, or I just love seeing health emphasized, like how healthy mm-hmm. people look. People look like they are really taking care of themselves. Right. They look, you know, like they're in good shape they're moving well, you know, they're like able to move around. They're not out of breath. Like it was just really nice to see that people look like they're really taking care of themselves. So I, I love seeing that. And I think also um, there was another thought I had, but I'm, I'm just losing my train of thought. Uh, I like seeing that. I can't remember. It'll come back It'll to me. It'll come back, yeah. Yeah. Nah, yeah. I, I agree with you. I think Mass Appeal has been for a while. Like, they really, they, they're they good custodians to, to the hip-hop culture. You know, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. they did the, uh, with uh, Sasha Jenkins, they did the the Wu-Tang documentary that was really yes. good. You know, they yes. did the, the video music box documentary. You know, um, mm-hmm. just... Them partnering with Nas, you know, that's, I mean, come on, that's one of the more iconic rappers of hip-hop history, you know what I'm saying? So, like, just the way that they do it, there's a lot of care to it. They they really pay close attention. It doesn't feel like it's just a, a money grab, you know? Right. Like that's right. I appreciate that, particularly with Mass Appeal. So I'm happy that they were, like, uh... You know, like leading the charge and and responsible for that hip hop fifty at Yankee Stadium. That was kind of the one thing that was, you know, I've been saying for weeks. That's one of the things that kind of had me a little bit skeptical about this whole hip hop fifty. It's just so many people see it like as a line item in the budget. They're like, oh wow, yeah. no, we could we could make some money off of this hip hop fifty. Okay, uh-huh. let's let's figure how we could leverage this. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't feel like. I don't feel like it's a lot of that or when it, you know, I think that, you know, in the 50 years, especially as rappers particularly, but just the culture in itself has been really sophisticated and really like, um, I think, diligent at sussing out kind of the, the, the real opportunistic type of people. They'll, yeah. It can kind of get sorted out faster than need be like it's 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 self-cleaning like an oven on a certain level yeah um yeah i i fucked with it i thought i thought the um i thought the the concert was dope i appreciated it what i appreciated a lot of things one to your point you know like seeing groups like epmd and you know seeing shan and seeing you know uh just you know, the, the legend, the, you know, the history of hip hop, so many from the beginning, you know, so many people from the beginning, uh, cool her, I think, I think Cindy, what's her, uh, 
his sister, his cousin. I don't want to say Cindy oh, Adams because that's yeah. Person whose party it was. Yeah, whose party it where was. Everything it's crazy. Set everything off. Uh huh. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'll find out. Um, Cindy Campbell. Yeah, just to see them get their their shine. You know. Yeah. Um, what I to shit to see the Bronx get a shine. To be totally honest with you, yeah. for it being in Yankee Stadium, you know. Yeah. Everybody says, you know, hip-hop started in the Bronx, so that's a fact. But I do feel like there's, there's, you know, outside of these last maybe five five to ten years, I think the Bronx has had a bit of a resurgence with mm-hmm. a lot more people kind of hitting the mainstream, whether that's Cardi B, whether that's Fat Joe on Instagram Ice Live, Ice. you know, Ice Spice, Desus and Miro. Like, there's a lot of people that have been coming out of the Bronx you know, like even that, you know what I mean? Like that are kind of bringing it back a little bit because if I'm thinking about it, a lot of hip hop superstars, if I, I don't know if there was a pie chart, but I feel like Queens and Brooklyn have a lot of hip hop superstars, you know, as compared to the other five boroughs. Um, so like just to see people like Fat Joe and KRS-One on stage at Yankee Stadium doing the bridges over was crazy. You know, yeah. that was that was a yeah. moment seeing like I also peeped that there's certain it's there you got to see what artists were comfortable with rocking a stadium. Like that's a stadium, yeah. you know, right. and some people surprised me. Like when I seen Remy Ma do her set where she came out dolo and rocked that shit by herself. Yeah. I thought that was fire. Um, you know, you talked about the Nas set. Nas was crazy, you know, bringing out Lauren, bringing out Kooji Rap, who's like, he barely comes out. And oh, that was a moment. That shit was fire. Yeah, that, that record that was my record. Fast Life? Day. Yeah. What? Yeah, that was, yes, that was all that. That was a moment, and it sounded good in there. Yeah, yeah. Now, nah, he yeah, did his thing. He did his thing. Lauren yeah. came out looking official. I like her, like her little style. How she had the. Oh, her the, style is it's crazy. Everything. It was crazy. She is. She still, to me, has. She is, has like she has the best style. Period. Like hands down, she's almost like the female Pharrell. Mm. Like in the sense of she just exudes it. Like she never misses. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. like, and it's just so authentic. And it's so her, mm-hmm. yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's, it's never feels like, Oh, these are the trends. It never feels like it. Yeah. It's just, she's, she might show up once every like two, three years, but she always shows up with her own style that feels like it's, it's authentically her right. expressing herself. It didn't come from, you know, whatever whatever anybody else is doing and i mean yeah i love that like this look was so fire and it was actually done by uh bria stinson oh you know, shit stinson? of course yes. shout out she, cau yeah. yeah she designed a custom piece for um that custom look for lauren and also designed naz's look okay so she she designed those looks and then april Romette uh styled them. Okay. All right. Bad, yeah. bad, bad. Yeah. yeah. Shout so out to shout Bria. Out to, to Bria. Detroit. Yeah. 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 That's fire. That that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It, I got a theory with Lauren though. This is, you know. Okay, talk to me. Um 
I fuck with Lauren. That's one of the, one of my favorite rappers of all time, right? Even yeah. though she hasn't done a studio album since '98, right? <laughs> Still a beast. Came through with that verse on Nas's album. Shit was crazy. Out the blue, uh-huh. destroyed it. It kind of spoke to why you don't really hear from her, right? Right. And uh-huh. there's a thing I'd been hearing about it, but I seen it on this Yankee Stadium show. Like she kind of speeds through her records. You know, mm-hmm. like her records have a whole new tempo. Them shit is they the the you know BPMs is they they amped up, yeah. and there's a there's a thing where I think everybody loved Lauren. I don't. I mean, and I I think may I don't know. I'm not saying that Lauren don't love the game, but it feels like content might be a strong word, mm-hmm. but it's I, it don't feel like. I don't want to say she don't love it because mm-hmm. that's a that's a weird accusation, but it just feels like maybe she could take it or leave it. You know what I mean? I'll come through because I fuck she fucks with Nas heavy. Like she, right. you know, for her to even jump on the record with Nas, that says a lot. You know, I've I've heard Nas talk about conversations that they have, and they've also included Andre three thousand. And one of the things that they've said was, you know, they want to make rap after fifty or post forty still be fly, still be relevant, and that you know uh-huh. that speaks to out of the three of them, you could see that with Nas's output has been heightened. Him and Hit right. Boy locking and going crazy, and Nas is just yeah. being probably as relevant as he's ever been you know yeah, this last album i i i really um i thought he really did his thing on this last album the, the magic two yeah magic okay two. yeah yeah so like so after three of them he's probably the most prolific you know andre 3000 and peek his head out every you know what i mean every other quarter you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying or every year and a half or whatever lorna come out every so often and it's like I don't know. I you know, it's it's a it's a it's just a weird energy. It's like she here, she gonna do it, but I'm cars waiting outside, I'm out of here. Y'all seen me for a bit. I'm jet and it yeah. don't really feel like there's any like uh super desire to truly be all the way back in the game. And um my last point on that it's is like oh go ahead. Well, it's my last point just on that, because I was listening to the unplugged album, right? And mm-hmm. I remember when that first came out, there was a lot of people that kind of dismissed it or felt like, yo, she's bugging out on this album. She's, you know, she's talking wild. You know, like that it was a lot of lot of a lot of people felt like she kind of came undone on that album. Mm-hmm. When I go mm-hmm. back and listen to, especially somebody that performs, but I was listening to like a lot of the little uh, I don't say rants, but the like, transitional moments between songs where she's talking about what's going on in her life and how she's viewing the industry and her career and art and being someone that wants to be fully themselves is deep as fuck. Like some of the shit that she was talking about was super like it yeah. answers a whole lot of questions. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm just curious. What what is your thoughts on Lauren? How do you what you think? Um, I mean, I definitely agree with that energy. I think I, I would liken it to when someone goes home for the holidays. Mm. Like when you go home to a family get together, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. on, on for Thanksgiving, right. right? And it's like, okay, this is my family and I'm going to go because I 
there's love. There's right. love there. Right. Right. That's what I should do. But don't bring this up. Don't bring that up. Mm. I don't know if I'm going to, are we going to acknowledge that this is what's happening over here with right. this person? You know, so like, what are we going to acknowledge? How are we going to interact with each other? You know, there's like these underlying things going on, these underlying dynamics. And I feel like that's the energy. She's like, yeah, I'm going to show for hip hop, but I don't, I don't know if I love, but I, but I have, I have my issues. I take issue mm -hmm. with a lot of aspects of hip hop, mainly the industry of hip hop. Right. Um, which I think that that's the, I think that's where there's been some disappointment and pain. I think that she's a true artist and I think she came into the business to, to do her art. And I think it's really difficult and disappointing to people when they realize that there's this whole, or you realize the magnitude of the machine right? and you realize how somewhat cold it is and how heartless it is. And I think that that can be really jarring, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. and I, I, I've always felt that she just was really put off. You know, she got to the height, this incredible, she reached this incredible height. She, uh, she won multiple Grammys. I mean, she was the face of, she was on every magazine cover. And mind you, this was really, if we think back, and I, they brought this up in, um, did they bring this up in the Ladies of Hip Hop? I think they did um, the, the on Netflix. Ladies first. As a dark-skinned woman. Right, yeah, they talked about it. Mm -hmm. Was the face of beauty. Right. Which, um, you know, I mean, she was just everything and everywhere. Like, she could do no wrong. And I, I don't... I think it got to the point where it felt unnatural and it get, it does get to a point where it's not going to feel natural. And then right. you're going to transition into this, this place of who do I, it's, I know there's the person I am and who do I need to be for all of this? Mm -hmm. And I think that's where a lot of artists struggle is that, that line towing that line of being who you are and continuing to be your authentic self, but also then becoming aware of of this audience you know um and i think i just always felt that she was just too real of a person to do any of the things that the industry that would have been that the industry would have called on her to do you know in terms of maybe watering some things down or um you know, just uh, conforming to certain things, you know, agreeing, you know, just kind of doing, I think, and I don't think she felt protected because mm -hmm. she had the relationship that, she, you know, the things that were going on with her and, you know, why Clef not to get into their business. And, and mind you, I don't really know all the details of their business, but I don't know if she felt protected either. Um, so I think that that was probably also difficult for her because I think about like the height that she reached and then you think about people like say Beyonce for instance mm -hmm. and I think Beyonce is so she's wrapped in like she's protected she has this very tight knit circle around her of mm -hmm. people that she knows 
you know, that she knows are on her side and support her. Uh, and I think that that ends up making the difference. Um, and then mind you, yeah, Lauren was in, in hip hop, which is a different area of the industry that's really difficult for women. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. she did surpass it, you know, she kind of like transcended it, I should say. She transcended it. But I still think that she was rooted in, you know, rooted what she did and why she was here was still rooted in hip hop. So I think that that's who really who she was. She was a child of hip hop. And I think that there was friction, you know, in terms of like who she, what she felt she represented and what the industry wanted from her. Yeah, now that's that's real. That's deep. I, I really like that that home for the holidays analogy because that 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 definitely hits the nail on the head. I also think that when I think about back then, I used to always have this feeling back then to the, you know, to the point of I remember in that the ladies' first documentary and just even back then, like, you know, who she was and what she represented and who she represented for it. Like I could just imagine that shit probably was overwhelming beyond all of the demands of what the industry was, but it was so many people looking to her as kind of like somebody that's superhuman damn near, you know, mm -hmm. like, had her on a pedestal. Put her on a super pedestal to where she couldn't even be a human being. Like, she kind of had to be infallible. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. Like, and when uh -huh. things were, when there were, you know, I don't say cracks, but there was, like, real life shit going on that didn't fit the perception that people bestowed on her. It was deeply critical, you know? So I could think that has something to do with it, too. But it just felt like... I remember in the moment, I'm like, damn, they really, like, they putting a lot on her. Okay, she's killing it, but, like, she's still a person. She's still, you know, right. but it was just like, Lauren is here to save us. You know what I'm right. saying? Lauren is this, Lauren is that. And I'm sure that shit could have been heavier than a motherfucker. But, yeah. um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's also interesting with her um, when she, well, going back to talking about some of the performances, mm -hmm. um, she also does this thing where she interacts with the band and the the uh, DJ. Or... I, I feel like she's sort of managing what the band's doing while she's on stage a lot, mm -hmm. which I think it you can just kind of sense it mm -hmm. that there's. Um, and I mean, I I from what I hear, she is very you know, particular mm -hmm. and and really wants to have a certain amount of control over what the band is doing. And, you know, which I think can be a little bit challenging because when you have an MD, mm -hmm. there is, has to be a certain level of like trust for right. the MD, which is the musical director for people who might not know what MD means. So there has to be a certain amount of like mutual trust, you know, and I think, um, and then, yeah, it looked a little bit like the backup dancer, I mean, singers, they looked a little like, at, like they were on edge. <laughs> I mean, I don't know yeah. if that was... Got a little James Brown energy to her. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought they looked a little like they were like watching to see, okay, you know, yeah. watching her for direction. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if I was just seeing things and I don't want to like, you know... 
Nah, you wasn't seeing things. Stir We're seeing anything, the same shit. But I don't want to stir up anything. Say, oh, we but, saw what we saw. The shit was everybody. I was like, oh, this is, you know, like you you kind of got the sense that that was happening. Um, yeah. But the other thing I was going to say to your point about how well people were performing, I really, I always say that the artists who come from that generation mm-hmm. had to do so much had to prove themselves so much to become successful mm-hmm. that they really possessed the talent. Like mm-hmm. they didn't have the smoke and mirrors. They didn't have the auto tune. They didn't have all the like Pyro. extra dazzle, razzle dazzle mm-hmm. to sort of, you know, like create this, this image. They didn't have the filter. They didn't have any of that back then. You had to keep proving yourself literally by just showing up and doing what it is you do. So whether the back in the day that meant cipher or walking into the studio, you don't even have music to play. Nobody can pull up and say, oh, you have, um, you know, 100,000 followers or you have this many uh, plays on your SoundCloud. Like you didn't have any of that back mm-hmm, then. Mm-hmm. You had to walk. So for, you know, for, for that to like impact maybe the impression that somebody's going to have on you. Like you had to walk in and just do your, do the damn thing and either be good or bad, you know? Right. And so to me, the people from that era before social media, that's why you see these guys from back then you see, um, Wu-Tang and you'll see, uh, let me see who else have I seen from that, from that, I mean, Luda and, um, Kane. Snoop. Kane, they come out and they kill it. Mm-hmm. Um, LL, because you had to. There was no like a smoke machine. I mean, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. There wasn't like, no, you. So, so yeah. To me, they always come out and damn near, you know, kill all these like kind of younger artists mm-hmm. who usually have to like catch up to their records you know what i right, mean like right. records out now they gotta learn how to dance and move and rapping over the vocals you know what yeah. i mean they gotta figure that out after the fact whereas right. back then you had to you had to uh master all of those things for anyone to take you seriously yeah so so yeah i always say like those the older i mean and you know basically seasoned the seasoned artists but like just from that era to me they always come through and like they never disappoint. Yeah. They always crush it. Yeah. 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 So, because Snoop, I mean, look how effortlessly he was killing it. Effortless. Mm-hmm. He was like hosting. He what? Put, you know what I mean? Like, it was a whole thing. It was, yeah, it was yeah. dope. Speaking of that type of stuff, I seen a clip. It wasn't at the Yankee thing. It was, uh, I don't know if it was Lincoln Center, but I seen Kane performing. And just mm-hmm. to show, like, how you know, how actively these people tweak their shows. Like, he's got these little moments where he'll kind of create, like, a, a era where you're like, damn, what happened? Like, it fucked up, right? So there's one where he dropped the mic and he pick up the mic, and, you know, that's been that's been all over. But just recently, he's freestyling. And these are new bars. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's been in the oh, game. Oh, Yeah, okay. these are new bars. He's freestyling. And then there's a moment where, like, he kind of just stopped. And then he, um, 
like freeze up for a minute. It's like a little uh-huh. bit. He's like, "What's going on?" You know, <laughs> and uh-huh. then and then he says, "And even when I forget the rhymes, I'm Mitch McConnell lit." <laughs> I said, "Oh shit!" This nigga oh. references the the Mitch McConnell. You know, what? free. Yeah, it's just it's just showmanship. You know, like yeah, you know that was the that was the thing, or you know, just just being given a show. That was the thing I always heard amongst a lot of those super like golden era. MCs, Kane yeah. and maybe, you know, certain Kane particularly. I know uh Dougie Fresh was known to like come up oh, to other rappers and be like, yo, I seen you on stage. This is where you need to tweak that. You need to do this. He'll hit you with some videos. Yo, watch this Prince concert, watch this Barry White concert, see what yeah. they do, adopt that, you know, all of this type of thing. And uh I feel like I'm hoping, I feel like the premium to a, a stage show is starting to come back. I think that Locks versus Dipset oh, versus yeah. Battle was a turning point. You know, mm-hmm. it felt like a lot of, from what I understand, Jada was like a lot of younger cats is starting to hit his phone. Like, yo, you know, kind of like, you know, wanting the sauce. Like, even just yeah. the fact of, okay, I could rhyme. I don't need to have a TV track. I could actually just rhyme straight over the <laughs> instrumental. You know, right. and get to it. So we'll see. Artist development matters. Absolutely. I mean, Artist you would know best. Matters. Yeah. And he gave and he gave props to Puff. Right. Who who never under who never I mean, you know, he made sure all areas were covered with his artists. Right. And he always made sure that the show was tight. And, and that's the thing about artist development is you, it's, it's the information, it's information that you take with you and you have going forward, you know, Mm -hmm. it's part of your foundation. So that's why the locks were like, oh, wait, we're, we're performing. Oh, like we're about to get on stage and perform. Oh, well, this is what then has to happen. We're going to need to rehearse this much and you know, this is what goes into, you don't get on the stage unless you do this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I feel like um, Cam's show was pretty mm-hmm. decent. I was, as I was watching Cam, mm-hmm. Cameron, I was kind of like, oh, I wonder if after they got beat out, if he stepped it up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, something to prove. And it's also Yankee Stadium, too. You don't want right. to take an L there. Yeah. You're home. Right. You're home. Right. In your backyard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That shit was funny. He had his um, it is what it is hat on with paws on the back, which was hilarious. Um, yeah, he's a character. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely a character. And it's funny just to see the way some of these artists have kind of reinvented themselves. Him and Mace doing that that sports show, it's kind of oh, okay. got them a whole nother lane of momentum. You know, to uh, yeah. build some more relevance. I think that's kind of fly. I got a question for you. Yeah, yeah. Now. Because obviously I've been listening to rap damn near my entire life, as long as I can remember, right? Um, But obviously you've been doing that, but you also have been working in music for Mm -hmm. 20 plus years, right? And, you know, you kind of talked about it earlier, looking for inspiration, and and that might have just been holistically but I find myself, obviously, I don't work in that space anymore, but, like, I find myself where I'm, like, 
I don't want to be one of these people that's like I'm def I'm definitely not trying to be the, the old the old man get off my lawn type of thing. I try to keep a <laughs> somewhat of an ear just to hear what's going on, just to kind of be up to speed on what's going on but i'm quick to say ah that's not for me i'm not going to yeah. shit on it i just know that's not for me i know i'm not the target anymore right yeah. so i'm cool i noticed that my like i was watching the lady's first documentary and it was the moment where tiara whack got out on the block and started spitting and it just made me think like i remember being outside when that would be a thing. People like, nigga, hold on, let me spit for you. I'm about to spit mm -hmm. some shit. And you'll be excited. All right, let me see if you got ball. You know what I mean? Like, you're excited about the shit. Now, yeah. Yeah. you've been working in music for 20-plus mm -hmm. years. You you work in, you've worked in, you work in A&R. You're dealing with new talent, finding the new talent. Uh, I would imagine, and I want to, I mean, I, I would imagine, I'm, you know, I'm not projecting. I would imagine that. That's got to be, you know, that's a lot of listening. It's a lot of listening. It's a lot of, you know, you 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 sifting for gold. And it could be a lot of fool's gold and, and dog shit out there. One thing I'm curious, two things. One, how do you stay inspired? And then two, do you have a musical palate cleanser? Like if you have to listen to a bunch of beats or a bunch of artists and you're looking for a sound or you're looking for the next artist or something that's going to, you know, like really inspire you or strike a nerve or like this is it. On the way there, you got to listen to a whole lot of shit. Is there anything that you listen to to like reset your palate? I don't know if that's ever been something you thought about, but I'm just curious. Okay, wait, what was the first question? So the first question was, how do you stay inspired? You know? Oh, okay. How do I stay inspired? You know, I... Fortunately, I still feel... Mm -hmm. Like, I still get excited when I see or hear something interesting or... Like, I, I'm still... I'm curious, right? Like, I think that's one of the one of the things I lead with is my curiosity, right? So I still will come across things, whether it's social media or, you know, just in my surroundings that I will feel drawn to or I will be drawn to just because I'm like, oh, this looks interesting. This looks different. What is this? And it just makes me feel like I want to delve in some more. I want to, it's, let me, I want to lean in like, okay, let me see what this is about. Where is this coming from? So I am fortunate because I, it's almost like a meter. Like sometimes I'm like, yeah, you feel like is, am I still capable of reacting or is, is mm -hmm. what's going on now still able to like, um, stimulate my excitement or senses. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, so I do one, you know, I do sometimes think like, oh, what if I just am listening and I literally have no reaction and just could care less and I'm totally indifferent. Like that day could come, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Right. But, but fortunately it's not, I still care 
about why something, why people like something. So even though I might, I might listen to, I might hear a song that's popular or, or I might just hear something. Right. And I'm kind of like, I'll, I might, my initial reaction might be like, for instance, um, our girl, sexy red. Mm-hmm. town. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, I'm like, what is this girl even talking about? Like, uh-huh. are we really all singing along with these lyrics? Uh-huh. But it's the melody. She could, she could have been saying anything. Uh-huh. It's the melody mm. that's sticking to us. She happens to be saying some crazy shit, mm-hmm. but it's the melody that we all, that it just draws you in that makes you want to sing with her because of the way she's saying it. Uh-huh. So I, I think I'm always still curious about what it is that's working. What is it, what it is that people are responding to? What are the, so I think fortunately that's just how my brain works is mm-hmm. that I still want to understand the, like, it might not, I might not be the audience. I might not be the, yeah, I might not be the core audience, but I still want to understand why people are responding to something. Right. And so I'm still going to listen with that ear and I'm going to, and I'm going to like, I'm going to put, I'm going to like, um, what's the word not extract, but like, I'm going to identify what those elements are. I'm going to be like, oh, it's definitely this harmony or it's this repetition Mm -hmm. or it's the fact that she's talking about something that's relatable Mm -hmm. to people. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm still going to like point out what those elements are that the elements that are, that are are like, that people are drawn to the Mm -hmm. elements that cause whatever it is to stick. So I think, you know, and I'm just like glad because honestly, yeah, there's just so much stuff out there. There are definitely times where I'm like, I don't want to listen to this. I'm turning this off. Like, I just can't. Mm-hmm. Like, my my I'm, my brain cells are dissolving as I listen to this. You know what I mean? So I definitely had those moments. But then I'm always like, oh, yeah, there's some things where I just have no desire that I have no desire to listen to. But then there's other things where I'm still just like, okay, this is some, they are, this is some crass shit. Like, this girl just said pussy like 20 times. Mm-hmm. in like the last 10 seconds you know what i mean <laughs> but i'm like but it's her angle you know some of these girls might be like you know she's probably saying something that people i mean she's saying something that's relatable to certain people it's just yeah she might be using certain vocabulary mm-hmm. but 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 girls are like yep mm-hmm, exactly you know what i mean so so yeah, I mean it's not really that difficult. I'm not even gonna lie. And I'm just grateful that I'm still like curious. I'm still looking at some of these new kids and I'm still clicking on the, the I see an image that jumps out at me and I'm like, oh, what is this? This is interesting. And I still wanna know more. Mm-hmm. And then I still wanna hear the music and I still wanna understand it and get it. You know what I mean? So um I don't know if that's answering your question. No, that answers the question. That's that's for real. And speaking of 
uh, sexy red pound town. I ain't gonna lie, that shit is catchy. This that I couldn't stop for a while. That one line, <laughs> come suck a bitch toes. I don't know. That shit is just hilarious to me. It make me laugh. Yeah. And I've heard You're her. Like, rin- I can't believe I'm singing these lyrics, but it's the way she says it. You can't help yeah. it. Yeah, nah, shit is it's it's funny. It's some funny shit. Right. She got a lot of humor behind it. Even and I've seen her in a lot of interviews because that's how I kind of come to a lot of new artists. Nowadays uh-huh. is I'll catch them in an interview prior to maybe even really getting into their music. But I seen how enterprising she was with like she was selling all types of wild lip glosses with crazy like names and flavors, uh gonorrhea green, you oh. know what I mean? Like off the chain wild shit. Stop. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't even know all of Oh yeah, stuff. nah. She's she's wild. She's funny too, so okay. I could dig it. I, I could dig it. But now let me ask you this. So back to the yeah yeah is that something that you may do it may not even be something explicit or deliberate but i'm just curious i listen to so i listen to so many different like i listen to a lot of types of music i listen to music from different eras so i never feel uh like overwhelmed okay because I, i switch around a lot and i listen uh the best time I never, I try to make listening to music not feel like work. I mean, yes, it will feel like work when you're like, oh, I need to get back to this person. I need to give them some feedback on these records that they sent me, or I need to like get back to, to with notes. And yeah, there's no getting around that, but I try to listen. The best way to listen to music is in the car mm-hmm. because in a way it's like it's passive so the things that need to like everything just the things that might need to be addressed um in the in the music you know the tweaking maybe something that's going on with just anything you for some reason it just jumps out when you're driving mm-hmm. um when you're not trying so hard. Right. When you're sitting at your desk listening, I mean, you'll notice too, don't get me wrong, but for some reason when you're driving, it's like, it just, it just jumps out, like just certain observations or things you'll notice about the song or like ideas that you might, that might come to mind about, oh, maybe we should do this instead. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, or maybe this person, maybe if it's not a song that's like in progress, if it's somebody else's music and I'm just, you know, need to get feedback or it's like artists that are already out. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I listen to a lot of music and I don't really feel like I need a palate cleanser, to be honest. I think because I listen to music on my own that is just, doesn't sound like anything that maybe I'm getting from artists. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of like breaks it up for me. Got it. Yeah. Ooh, that's what's up. Yeah. <clears throat> oh man. Uh, I got a question. Did you see, this is, we're going in a different direction. Did you see the, uh, this, uh, did you see Cree Summer's house? Did you see this video? Where, you know, no. I know that I saw like a small snippet because I actually I follow her okay. and I think she posted it and I was kind of like oh I'm surprised she posted this because I just saw little some some a portion uh-huh. of like the clip where the person who was 
um, I guess taking the tour of the house was asking her how much mm-hmm. several things were. Right. <laughs> That's what I really want to talk about. Like the Cree Summers house is, is one thing. It's very Cree Summers. The shit is like a like a pirate ship. Like a, you yeah. know what I mean? And it's yeah. on brand. It's you know what yeah, I mean. I'm not brand. surprised. It's very you know. It's this, that's that. It makes perfect sense. But the cat, Caleb Simpson, I've been seeing him pop up on online for a while, you know, particularly a lot of in New York. This my, I think that was the first time I've ever seen him out on the West Coast. But he just, you know, it's this thing. He'll run up on people in the street. Yo, how much do you pay for rent? You know what I mean? Oh, really? <laughs> oh, that's his shit. That's his opening line. How much you pay for rent? And oh, rather than people say, yo, get the fuck out of here. There's people like, oh, I pay 3500 I pay 4700 And then he's like, yo, can I get a tour of your house? And more often than not, I mean, obviously, this is all content, so we don't see what's scrapped. But they're like, okay, sure. And they, they walk them through. And then, you know, what happens is, what it looks like, there's a couple things I want to talk about, but what it looks like is like, you know, this this young dude's asking you what whatever. I don't even know he's a young cat. This cat's asking you how much you pay for rent. Then he wants to see your space, and then you walk him around, and there's, there's a point of pride, you know, sometimes, especially if you feel like you're getting a deal, or if you somebody, especially in New York, if you're doing the most with a minimal space, that you could see how people live and how much they pay but the thing is, you're also bringing the internet in your house. Right. So, you know, so the comments right. are crazy. Everybody likes it. 4000 a month for that? That's some bullshit. You know, you're going to get a lot of that. And while I appreciate the transparency of it all, I, I don't know. I don't see it. I don't know that many people. I got to know somebody, know somebody to really ask them how much they pay for rent. Like, for real, like, it just feels like maybe I'm old-fashioned. You know, that's that feels intrusive. If you want to volunteer that information, that's fine. But like, I'm not going to be the one like, yo, so what, what, how much is this? What you paying for this? Definitely feels like a line overstepping for sure. It is. And I think it's cultural too. It's, I was going to say that it Mm is, let me tell you, it Mm -hmm. is cultural Mm -hmm. because I do know folks who very comfortably and openly talk about or just, We'll talk about how much they make, right? And how much they are, what their living expenses are like. Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, and and I mean, I remember <laughs> working. I'm not gonna name any names, but I remember at uh, one of my um, somewhere where I worked a few several mm-hmm. years back. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the heads there, like one of the um, upper level folks mm-hmm. just straight up asking me i had gotten i had started leasing a new car mm. just, I, you know so i drove it to the office and i don't know how it came up but she just straight up asked me how much i paid for it and right. and, and with like a couple of other people sitting around and i was like <laughs> uh and i'm trying to remember how i responded i was really thrown off i think i actually answered her because i didn't know what else to do right i was so thrown off i was like uh this much and then when she left, I looked around at the other, you know, mm-hmm. co-workers kind of like, uh, did that really happen? Right. I mean, and they, they picked up on it, but it was just the strangest thing. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Some people seem to be very comfortable with that. But can I, but you know, I think we all need to get more comfortable with those conversations to be, to be honest. That's my conflict. Cause I think that the more, you know, the better you can navigate, you know, like, oh, I've, 
I've seen the benefit of that information. It is yeah. uncomfortable because I think that um, I don't I don't know. I mean, I guess I don't want to say just a blanket statement if you come up with not a lot, but I do feel as though um, finances culturally, I do feel mm-hmm. like culturally finances are somewhat a step too far oftentimes. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh-huh. And with that, with people being in the dark, you could kind of be uh, taken advantage of. Absolutely. You, somebody works the same job as you is making damn near twice as much as you do. And the fact that y'all never had this conversation, you would never know. And exactly. so it's a, it's an interesting moment, but I don't know if I'm just walking the block and a white guy comes up to me and says, yo, how much do you, how much you rent? You know what I mean? Can I see your spot? Not with that yeah. camera. <laughs> you could come yeah, through, but yeah, keep the internet outside. We could have a conversation, but, um, Right. Yeah. I, I somehow I missed this, but now I'm interested. So I, I'm gonna. I feel like I'm gonna have to find his yeah. channel. Check him out. Yeah, Caleb Simpson is the the dude's okay. name. It's interesting. It it's interesting. I have noticed though, like particularly when I when I moved into comedy, uh, pay transparency was like it was upfront. Like there's a lot of that, and it became it became very much um, organic to the conversation. Because, again, like, you know, it's a lot of work for hire situations. So it's kind of like, yo, so what are they paying you? Really? Nah, I think you can get this or you could do that. And it's 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 valuable. It's valuable. And it's the more you do it, the less sensitive it is. The the pocket watching shit kind of wears down a little bit. But, um, yeah, yeah, I just thought that was very interesting. I think it's important, too, because it contributes to sort of uh managing the market because mm-hmm. you know if someone agrees to do certain like to do a service or whatever for less then it affects everyone else right you know mm-hmm. so you kind of have to like be on the same page a bit um so i think it is important to to share that information i think especially probably even more so in the gig economy it's important to do that. Wait, so on the gig economy, in the yeah, gig economy. yeah, for sure, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Um, what's I gonna ask you? What you think of this? Uh, see, I seen a little clip of Usher and Kiki Palmer. By the time this comes out, Usher and Kiki Palmer will be putting out a video for Usher's record, Boyfriend. Kiki Palmer is in it. I'm not sure she's featured on the track, but it's definitely uh, leveraging the uh, the you know all of the attention that came about from the Vegas situation between her and her baby father. You right. know, it seems a little opportunistic. I mean, they're entertainers, but I mean, kind of the first thing I thought was this is diabolical, and at what cost? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's going on here? But uh, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? What do you well, think of this? I was well. Okay, my first thought was okay. So, what's the status of her relationship with yeah. the the baby father, father. father yeah. Of her, yeah, her baby's father? What is the status? We haven't heard anything Mm-mm. since since really he got uh, dragged. Yeah, he got dragged. And by the way, that was such a big 
you you were really able to see how famous she is because the way that that travel was mm-hmm. crazy. I mean, it was in every corner. It hit every corner of the internet. Yeah, which I found to be pretty interesting. She's was, beloved. She's beloved. It's not even on the low no more. I think that shows. Like Kiki Palmer been around for a long time, and it's yeah, yeah a lot of people fuck with. Yeah. yeah, that was interesting. Um, but yeah, so that was my first question. Okay, what's going on with those two? And then my second was okay, but also my my what I was also what it made me wonder is was that part of a rollout? Mm-hmm. Was oh. that was that intentional? Right, which is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I say it's diabolical because this shit could have all this could have all been a brainstorming meeting in a conference room three months ago. So this is what we're gonna do. You're gonna take an L. This is what's gonna happen. No, but this is the ROI on that L. I don't know. I just feel like I hope it's not. I mean, that. I don't know what the comeback story would be for the for the for, home. for him. Yeah, no, for, it's terrible. Yeah. How do you? How does he come back in the picture with his head on? You know, his head up, and not no longer looking crazy. Yeah. After taking that dragging, or maybe they didn't expect the drag to be so substantial, be so intense. Yeah, they was like, "Whoa, (laughs) oh shit, we got to get on a conference call. This is not what we we anticipated." I'm so sorry. Yeah, we got to pivot. Yeah, no, that's fucked up. This. Unless at the end of the video, Usher rips off a mask and it's the baby swallow. <laughs> That's the only way my man could come back into the, the fold. But uh, yeah, it's looking kind of crazy. We'll see what it is. Uh, yeah, Kiki is. Yeah. I mean, she she wasn't. It was it was a little strange after because we. I don't think we ever heard anything from her. But she posted some like interesting little clip after like a video mm-hmm. um, where it. It was almost, it almost seemed as if she was going at her baby's father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, a, it was hard. It was, I guess, a little bit slightly subliminal. I don't know. And it was we haven't cursed. heard anything from her since. Yeah. yeah, it was a little odd. It was an yeah. odd response. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this as is, a follow-up. Right. I think this is kind of new uncharted waters for her in this way. <laughs> You know, beefing with your baby father on the internet. This might she might have needed to go to a, right get some counts. Right. Yeah, I don't know, but eh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, they now. went there. They, they went, went there. there. They, they said went. we're gonna go there. We're gonna mm-hmm. run with this. No, this is it. This is gonna work. This is gonna work. But is it? I mean, I do you don't. think that this might make? It might not be. I don't know. I I just wonder what direction it'll go in. Like, is it gonna be a good look for for Ursh? I think it depends on how he do it. I think that young Ursh is uh, so savvy about how he moves out here that, you know, he's a showman, you know? So I think that he's not going to do anything. He's leaning into the moment. The, you know, a lot of people calling him the terrorist and all of that shit. So I think he's having fun with it. I think he has the the least to lose. He has Mm -hmm. the least to lose. Kiki and Homie, sad as my man's name is Homie, but that's his government name. But Kiki and Homie, they that shit, they got a real child together. So there's real stakes there. That shit, that's you know, that's that's gonna real life problem. Absolutely. This shit is gonna this gonna this is gonna uh main this is gonna be around after, you know, the director yells cut. 
You know, right. this shit is exactly. You know, so we'll see what's what. But um, I mean, this is another level of maybe I don't know revenge. Yeah, but is it? I mean, is I yeah? I guess it's revenge. Kind of regulate, and she's like, oh no. Not only can you not regulate, but this right. is what happens when you try to. Right. This is look at you. Now you got exactly. <laughs> look at you. Look at what you know what I mean? Yeah, that's crazy. That shit is, you try to regulate? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, now I gotta I gotta make a I gotta make an example out of you. She's like Duda. <laughs> I wish you watched oh, the shot. Kiki's God. like Duda now. Um uh, <laughs> and they both from Chicago. Um oh. shit. But anyway, so that's that. But yo, uh Tell tell the audience a little bit about Sir Labs and the podcast. Did I pronounce it right? Because I yeah, okay. okay, it's Sir Labs. Sir, okay, okay. Because I yeah, I okay. know, no, I know. That's okay. a tough one, and I have definitely thought long and hard about how about whether I should um whether I should keep that name or not, just because of the fact that it is not easy to pronounce. Number one, and number two. People don't necessarily know what it means, but Cyril means sister in French. Mm-hmm. And I named it that for a couple of different reasons. Number one, I, French is my second language. I'm half Haitian. French is uh, one of the languages of Haiti. So it just felt like, okay, maybe mm-hmm. not sister. Let's make it Cyril, you know, just to add a little twist. Second, it came out of a brainstorming session that I had with my actual sister. So mm. it just felt like, okay, well, it came from two Real sisters sister. sort of collaborating. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it emerged from that. So um, so that was one, uh, you know, factor. And then the, lastly, it has to do with fostering sisterhood mm-hmm. among creative women. Right. So, or just in the creative community. So the podcast uh, highlights creative women who are driving culture and trends from behind the scenes. So it's the women that, um, for instance, you'll see, oh, actually we talked about a little bit earlier. Like we talked about what Lauren Hill, her style and what she was wearing. And I mentioned the person who designed her piece Mm -hmm. and that person is Bria Stinson. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have someone like Lauren, huge artist, and and has the attention of major audiences and you're talking about her piece and so what we're what we're doing is we're talking to the person who i mean you're talking about what she has on about her style and so what we're doing is we're talking to the person who is who's responsible for that and so i've actually had bria stinson who is a, a stylist and designer mm-hmm. um, and who designed the piece for Lauren Hill, I've actually had her on my podcast. So we highlight the women who are creatives um, and who are behind uh, artists and campaigns and brands. And we see their work uh, every day. You know, we see it on whether it's like a makeup artist who's worked with Rihanna, who we've had, or we see uh the work of a costume designer who we've had a costume designer who's worked on you know like shows that we watch so we have those are the kind of women that we highlight and we highlight them because those are fields that you don't 
number one, you don't always know that they exist. So it's to just educate people that these are jobs that you can have. And number two, we talk to them about their journey because often it's, there's not a blueprint for a lot of these people. There's not mm -hmm. a blueprint for these sorts of jobs. So by talking to them about their journeys, you uh, can learn about just, it's educational in terms of learning, you know, about how, if you're interested in pursuing, um, you know, any of these, these jobs, it, it's informative and, um, you know, you'll learn about what their journey is and you can apply it to your own. Mm -hmm. And yeah, no, that's dope. It's a, it's a great podcast and it's a dope platform and it's an extension of stuff you've been doing for a long time. So I think that, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, yeah, I'm, I was thinking, I, I feel like, you know, I've always been, I always say that I'm a credit junkie in the sense of from my early days, mm. just in my childhood, I was always reading the credits who mm -hmm. was behind everything who are the people behind the scenes who's responsible for who's the a and r who's the photographer who's the creative director you know like the thank yous who was involved so i've always just had been interested i've always been fascinated i've always wanted to understand what those jobs are so i think i've just always wanted to 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 I, I, that's just always been very interesting to me like what those jobs are and who those people are and like kind of what they're what inspires them you know who are they you know what i mean because they really are the ones who are like introducing new trends like when that person is like you know oh i'm going to design this look and then rihanna wears it rihanna is going to that automatically introduces a new trend you know, mm -hmm. or inspires a new trend. And that's from that person that is from the mind of that particular person who's just like being creative and in the moment, like, oh, this, could, this could be cool. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. No, that's dope. Yeah. <clears throat> it definitely exposes people to things that, you know, like you said, you're being a credit junkie, it exposes people to some of the opportunities and, you know, positions that, they may not know, they may not see out in the front, out in the forefront, not to say that there aren't people that are in the forefront out there, but it's just like to show the large array of roles and opportunities that are within the industry and beyond. So yeah, exactly. nah, that's dope. That's dope. People should check it out. You got a live event coming up with this. I uh, do. I do. I'm having it at, at a solo house. Okay. And I'm, I'm, uh, it's going to feature four panelists uh, and they represent different mediums. They work in different areas, but same thing, same theme. They're all behind the scenes. Okay. One is a costume designer. I have um, two a production team uh, made up of two women. I mm -hmm. have a director and I have uh, a performance coach. Okay. Yeah. Dope, 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 dope. That's what's up. Well, Y'all should check that out. Uh, Nicole, what else do you have coming up? I know you just talked about the pod, talked about the event. Uh, if you want you want some people to follow you, where could they find you? What do you want them to know about? What's you know, what's on the you know, what's on the uh, horizon? The podcast, the uh -huh. podcast is really it. I would love it if okay. you followed. I feel like there's something for everyone. I've I've already I launched it during the pandemic and I probably 
maybe recorded 12 episodes and then recently decided to write and it slowed I, I slowed down I kind of like took a break and then I relaunched it um so I'm three episodes in and uh from the time of of relaunching mm -hmm. so I have a lot of different interviews there a lot of conversations and I, I feel like there's something for everyone mm -hmm. um so yeah just you know check that out and it'll be amazing if you also subscribe because I need some subscribers mm -hmm. um and uh yeah I mean that's really it that's that's kind of what I've been focused on mainly that's, these days that's what's up that's what's up y'all check it out go subscribe you know get in get in tune it's y'all it's worth your time get in tune it was great having you here today Nicole was long Thank overdue you. Glad I know, to, I know. know. It's yeah. like, when are they going to ask me to be on? I know, I know. Nah, we, yeah, nah, that's, <laughs> we've shouted you out plenty of times, and I've thought about it a bunch of times. I'm terrible about I booking people, it. but yeah, I'm glad you could come through. Co-host with the kid. Uh, look, uh, this, I just want to let y'all know, this Thursday, I'm at New York Comedy Club in the East Village. I'm on the 1015 show, and Saturday, August 19th, if you are in Baltimore or the DMV area, even though I just heard Baltimore, I don't like to be considered the DMV, but if you're in that vicinity, come out to the port in Baltimore. I'll be there Saturday. I got two shows, 7 p.m. and 9.30 p.m. I'm, I haven't been to Baltimore in a minute. I'm trying to sell that shit out, you know, so if you're from Baltimore, put that on your TD list. That was terrible, but um, <laughs> that is it. Uh, as always... Tell a friend to tell a friend. And even an enemy. To get into conversation. We out. Hello, hello, hello.